This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. Although Jazz was born in New Orleans, it grew up everywhere. 
It made its way up the mighty Mississippi River, settled and matured in New York, and arrived in France through the tragedy of World War I, when American troops arrived in 1918. It found a second home in Paris and flourished there, partly because of deep and long-standing French-American friendships. From Paris, jazz went out into the world to become the far-reaching intercultural phenomenon we know today. that many of those New York jazz bands played, especially bands led by James Reese York, a very entrepreneurial African-American musician from Alabama who became the most famous band leader in New York City. Here's W.C. Handy's Memphis Blues.
and that was our great band. Let me introduce them to you today. First on drums, we have Richard Sellers. Charlie Chavez on congas from Oaxaca, Mexico. Charlie's a virtuoso percussionist who makes his home and music in Tijuana, San Diego, and all over Facebook. <laughs> right. And we have Marshall Hawkins on string bass. He's a with Miles Davis, Roberta Flack, and Manhattan Transfer, and he directs the Summer Jazz Festival in Idlewild. Also on string bass, Mark Dresser, UCSD Music Faculty. Mark is on the UCSD Music Faculty and a musician of the world, performing in major venues all over the place. And then we have on trumpet here, Gilbert Castellanos. Gilbert is a graduate of the Berkeley School of Music in Boston and Cal Arts in Valencia. And when you think of jazz in San Diego, you think of Gilbert. He's all over town. And look him up, you'll see where he's playing. Gilbert, so glad you're here today. You're not having to leave the band today. <laughs> Next trumpet, we have Derek Cannon, who's chair of the music department. Derek chairs the music department at Grossmont College, and he can often be heard performing in, at the North Sea and the Montreux Jazz Festivals in Europe. Next on trumpet, we have Steph Richards, originally from Canada. <laughs> Steph is the newest faculty member at UCSD Music Department uh, and has just come to us from Brooklyn, New York, where she keeps a band going called the Urban Surveyors Project. She's a busy lady. And we have David Borgo on saxophone. <laughs> David is also a true scholar and performer. After winning the first prize at the first International John Coltrane Festival, he went on to earn his PhD in ethnomusicology at UCLA. And he joined the UCSD music faculty in 2005. And I think he just got off a plane from England, and he's a little bit jet lagged, so we'll have to cheer him on. And then Danny Lawler on trombone, the youngest member of the band, hails from. Danny from Murrieta, California, and a recent graduate of Northwestern University. And finally, Pianist Cecil Lytle, native of New York. Cecil is well known to local and international audiences for his classical and jazz performances and recordings. And as a faculty member at UCSD, he served as music department chair and 17 years as provost of Thurgood Marshall College. He was a founder of the wonderful Freud School that we're here today to support and the Lytle Scholarship Fund. He's the leader of the band today, and he wrote today's arrangements, and most importantly, he's my husband. <laughs> Let's get back to some music, and James Reese Europe, who was born in Mobile, Alabama, 
1881, the year that Booker T. Washington opened the Tuskegee Institute, Billy the Kid was shot and killed. And Alexander Graham Bell changed how we would communicate forever. Like many African Americans of his era, James Reese Europe, and that really was his name, uh, trekked north with his parents during what historians today call the Great Migration of some three million descendants of former slaves. And he brought with him the syncopated rhythms and melodies of blues and early jazz hatched in the bordellos and the saloons of Storyville, New Orleans and elsewhere in the American South. He flourished in New York City in Tin Pan Alley, Broadway and Harlem and he even presented his jazz band in a performance at Carnegie Hall. He was the first of a long list of jazz entrepreneurs from Duke Ellington and Quincy Jones up to today's hip-hop impresarios. Like all entrepreneurs, Europe surrounded himself with talented people, uh, one of whom was Ford Dabney, the chief arranger for the Harlem Society Orchestra. His colorful titles include Oh You Devil, Lame Duck Rag, Puerto Rico Rag, Georgia Grind, You Can't Shake That Shimmy Here, <laughs> and our favorite, Haitian Rag. volunteered to help in the Great War effort. 
Many of them were seasoned musicians from Harlem, Puerto Rico, and all over America whose talents were put to good use in military marching bands during the war. Also, in off hours in jazz clubs around Paris. The best known musician among them was Lieutenant James Reese Europe, who volunteered with members of his Harlem Society Orchestra, including Ford Dabney, and he became one of the first black officers in the famous 369th Regiment. He was assigned to the 369th Regimental Band that included Bill Bojangles Robinson and Huddled William Ledbetter, better known today as Leadbelly. This almost forgotten piece of American history is memorialized in the 1943 movie Stormy Weather, starring Lena Horne, Bojangles, and Leadbelly. Famous tunes from this movie include Cabin in the Sky, Happiness is a Thing Called Joe, and this classic, Stormy Weather. Please welcome UCSD student and theater major from Inglewood, California, Miss Courtney Goucher.
marching band of the 369th Regiment is sometimes called America's first unique cultural export. And that export put down roots in Europe, very deep roots, after the war, when many of these soldier musicians returned to Paris and they stayed to create, create the fabric of the jazz age of the Roaring Twenties that Ernest Hemingway and Scott Fitzgerald wrote about. The jazz scene in Montmartre and Pigalle soon rivaled New Orleans and Harlem. But sadly, James Reese Europe would not be part of that scene, having died tragically shortly after the war, which is another story. First, Lieutenant James Reese Europe and the 369th Regimental Men had to return home from the war, home to Harlem. James Weldon Johnson was an eyewitness to their triumphant homecoming. Once the regiment ascended Fifth Avenue, reaching 110th Street at the northern end of Central Park, they turned west to meet Lenox Avenue at its fountainhead and from there to Harlem. The tight configuration they had maintained during their display to all of white New York scattered upon reaching Harlem into a loose and jovial swarm. The band gave up its military marching and started playing jazz tunes. One of the songs they played was How You Gonna Keep Them Down on the Farm After They've Seen Paris. This song quickly became a metaphor for all that had changed. No one could easily go back to the way things were. Certainly not those black troops who fought, sang, loved, and killed for their country. The southern sharecropper farms they had migrated from were now distant, haunting memories, never to be returned to, never to define their future. What you are hearing is a bittersweet song, outwardly happy in character, defiant in meaning. Peace was declared in Europe, but another battle had begun, the battle for social justice at home. Listen carefully now because we're all going to sing this a little later this afternoon.
Now we're going to hear Petite Fleur, Little Flower, by saxophonist Sidney Bechet, legendary New Orleans jazz man who performed and lived in Paris for long periods of his turbulent life. There is no finer example of American jazz in Paris between the wars than Sidney Bechet. His soulful blend of Haitian chant and New Orleans jazz set the pace for instrumentalists and singers throughout the 20th century, though he was somewhat of a ghost during his early life, not making any recordings until well into the 1930s. There are probably more tales about the great Sidney Bechet than any other jazz musician in the world. Like Jelly Roll Morton, he proudly traced his ancestry back to the fierce Maroons, runaway slaves who gained their liberty, defeating Napoleon's army during the Haitian War of Independence in 1804. And Bechet was known as somewhat of a fighter himself, getting into trouble on many occasions, even arrested and deported for various disturbances. But he played like an angel. Let's listen to Bechet's Petite Fleur, featuring David Borgo and Mark Dresser.
But Shay joined the touring ensemble of another young American who found a home in Paris after the First World War. There was no bigger American jazz star in Paris following the war than a beautiful young black girl from St. Louis, Josephine Baker. She lived most of her adult life in France, becoming fluent in the culture and the language and participating in the French resistance against Nazi occupation during World War II. She was a champion of social justice causes her whole life. It is a little remembered fact that when Dr. Martin Luther King invited her to be one of the speakers at the 1963 March on Washington. This streetwise waif who wound her way from the forest lines of New York found herself the toast of Paris by 1925. She became the role model for numerous singers and actresses in the 20th century with her over-the-top gowns and feathers, autobiographical movies, sexy dancing, the Charleston, and of course, that shocking banana skirt. Would there have been an Eartha Kitt, a Madonna, a Cher, or a Lady Gaga without the elegant and outrageous trailblaze by Josephine Baker, Paris's beloved Ron Venus. Sidney Bechet and Josephine Baker established Paris as a welcoming environment for other American jazz musicians, too. Jazz had become the soundtrack for Paris, and Paris had become the second home for jazz. 
no less than the Duke of Jazz, Mr. Duke Ellington, associating himself and his music with the city as well. Here is Ellington's sly, do nothing till you hear from me.
Scores of American jazz expatriates came to Paris in the years to come. Los Angelino Dexter Gordon was a staple on the Parisian jazz scene during the 1960s. So much so that French film director Bernard Tavernier tapped saxophonist Gordon to star in his award-winning biopic film, Round Midnight. Before that, Dexter Gordon's only other acting experience was a walk-on cameo in the 1955 film, Unchained, filmed in Chino State Penitentiary, where Gordon was an inmate for heroin possession. Here's Gordon's cheesecake.
quite a trip today. We talked about how jazz that most American of exports crossed the ocean during the Great War and found a new home in Paris. And it happened really because of those brave and talented Harlem L players. They were real brave trailblazers, just like these wonderful Freud students that you met earlier today. Students that you're supporting by your presence today and on behalf of the Light family, we want to thank you very much for doing your part to support the Freud School. So now, remember we said we were going to sing? You got those words in the program, we've been studying them, and they're up here. Because there's really no going back, is there, once your world has opened up. You can't stay down on the farm anymore after you've been to Paris or after you've been to the Freud School, or after you've been to UCSC, it's over. You gotta keep going. Remember we said we're gonna end with the song today, and Courtney's gonna lead us. Here's your chance. Now you're gonna keep them down on the farm.
You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.